What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, welcome to the last entry of the odds and ends of 2022. We're finally finishing these off, and then after this episode, we're going to start the best albums countdown of 2022 we kicked off the show with a band i've never played before on rock strikes 10 they're called cyteria now this is one of those instances where i literally had 39 songs ready to go for the rest of the odds and ends of 2022 and i was trying to find that 40th song and now the blue i get this dm on the show account by a lady named jackie chambers and she was like hi this is jacks from cyteria and she dropped in there in parentheses and from girls school and i was like wait what now to be fair and honest i didn't recognize the name but i'm like i know that they've been working with other members over the years so you know i looked things up and i was like it turns out that jackie's been playing in girls school for over 20 years now so i don't know if this is one of those weird coincidences or she just got google alerts from the show recently because i mean we have played girls school in the last three countdowns i believe so Maybe that's why, I don't know, but I thought that was kind of funny that all of a sudden she's just out promoting this band, Cyteria, that she's in, and then I looked it up and I was like, okay, they've got a new single out here in 2022, so huzzah. List finished and accomplished. So thanks, Jackie. You helped me more than you even realized. So thank you very much. Appreciate that, Jackie. So there you go, Cyteria, S-Y-T-E-R-I-A, and newish band here and that was a song called monsters a single only release from 2022 i dig it and i mean that or i get solicited songs for this show i don't play them all i barely play any of them but i liked that one so i'm playing it so that's how it works i have to like it all right yes we're gonna do a couple of twofers here on the episode like we've been doing on these other odds and ends entries just to get through them here but we've got great music lined up for this show as we've had the other episodes Let's do it here. Yet another re-release live in-studio classic by my spirit animal, Diamond David Lee Roth. Dave's been putting out stuff here and there. A couple of originals that have been left over from the still unreleased Somewhere Over the Rainbow Bar and Grill project with John Five. Still hoping for a full length of that and still hoping for a full length release of however many songs that Dave recorded with that latest band of his. The band that was supposed to be playing all those extra Vegas shows that never happened that I had tickets for. Sigh. Yes, hopefully those will happen soon enough, and hopefully all these releases will come out and we can all bask in the glory that is David Lee Roth. Until then, here's his latest offering from the Van Halen Cannon. So get your burgers out on the grill. It's Everybody Wants Some.
the way line runs up the back of a stocking. Had a thing for those high heel shoes. Nah, nah, don't take them off. Come over here. Just a little more to the right.
the tie-in to both of those acts then you win the prize for the day otherwise you need to google the s festival whiskey and tea but yes that was the clash with an alternate lyric version of this is radio clash which came out officially this year for the 40th anniversary of combat rock now i have said over the years that combat rock is a flawed album it's got moments of greatness on there and some of it i can do without but it did get a very quality reissue and extra tracks and all that good stuff. The Rarities ha- has its own album name. It's called The People's Hall. And I didn't love all the tracks on that one either, but it also just leads credence to my opinion that This Is Radio Clash should have definitely been on Combat Rock right there. Even with the new lyrics, that'd have been kind of cool because it did get a single only release, but it definitely should have been on that record along with a few other songs that didn't make it on there. There you have it. This is Radio Clash, alternate lyric version from The People's Hall by The Clash. And speaking of The Clash, a lot of people don't realize this, but the original Clash drummer, Terry Chimes, actually was the guy that they tried to get in there in Hanoi Rocks in 1985 at, after the tragedy of Razzle's car crash, leaving them without their mate and their drummer. So they brought in Terry Chimes, hoping that something would happen there. And despite Terry being a great drummer, it just that chemistry wasn't there apparently they were still very much reeling from that tragedy so that's when Hanoi called it a day but they did try a lot of people don't realize that there's that connection between the clash and Hanoi rocks hell a lot of people don't realize that terry chimes played drums for black sabbath briefly but yeah <laughs> and i say all that to tie it into this next song right here so andy mccoy of Hanoi rocks the guitar player and the other main guy in Hanoi, along with michael monroe the muddy twins Andy actually put out a covers album this year called Jukebox Junkie, and it's all over the place stylistically, so I I love that when someone puts out a covers album, and it's just their taste. It's just some of their favorite songs of all time, but 
There, there are so many fun tracks on here. It was hard to pick one. I almost went with that song, Could It Get It Right? That Climax Blues Band song or whatever their name is. Uh, that's a fun song. That's on there. Let's go check that out. But I'm going with this one right here. I'm not normally even a Squeeze fan, but I really dug this version of this song. It's a decently known Squeeze song. It's called Take Me, I'm Yours. And hearing it in the hands of Andy McCoy, I thought was really, really cool. So check it out. Andy McCoy with Take Me, I'm Yours.
great twofer right there for my money. We started things off with Andy McCoy doing Squeeze's Take Me, I'm Yours from his Jukebox Junkie release. Then we finished things off with the great CJ Wildheart. He's got a new retrospective out called Lives. I think that's the best way to put it. It's not really so much a best of, although it's great tracks. It's definitely a retrospective because he basically took songs from all the bands he's been in over the years, including his solo stuff, and re-recorded most of it for this album. I guess also it has a more consistent sound to it as far as the mixes go, but I thought it was neat that he did this kind of approach. But at the same time, he, that's a re-recording of a Wild Heart song there, Little Flower, and the best compliment I can give it is that I, I could barely tell it was a re-recording. And that just is a great testament to C.J. Wildheart being such a massive talent. Kind of like Andy McCoy, like the two guys that kind of almost are in the shadow of the faces of the bands that they've been in. But C.J. especially, I think, is super, super talented. And if you go listen to any of his other band projects or his solo albums, you will see just how awesome this man is. So go check out all the C.J. Wildheart stuff. The other bands he's had, Honeycrack, The Jellies, and of course C.J. and The Satellites. And just CJ Wildheart stuff. Go check all of that out. Check out, and if you want to get a 101, this album Lives is a good way to start. Next up here on the show, I am going to have to do a triple shot, which I rarely ever do on the show, but it makes sense because these three songs really only fit together. I probably could have put them in on a different double shot during this last four-parter here, but I feel like these three have a lot in common because... There are three different cover versions from three different bands, of course, and it's not anything you would really honestly expect from any of these bands. So I thought this was really cool. These are a handful of artists that basically took a chance and did something way different and went outside their comfort zone. So I like to spotlight them here and celebrate them. So let's kick off this triple shot with the Black Crows, they put out a covers EP. Definitely double downing on the odds and ends right there. A covers EP called 1972, which is what you think it might be. It's all songs from the year 1972 originally. And since it was the 50th anniversary of that in this last year, makes sense, right? So out of all the performances on that record, and I like them all, I like the Black Crows, this one stood out because I just was like, huh, I wasn't really expecting them to go in this direction. It makes sense that any decent rock band would be a fan of T-Rex, but to hear a band like the Black Crows cover them, pretty cool, I thought. So, to kick off this triple shot, and we'll save the rest for a surprise, this is the Black Crows with T-Rex's The Slider.
jealousy too hard to greedy how could you leave me when i needed to possess you i hated you i loved you too
a friend of mine And he could sing his song His heart in every line Marvin Sang of the joy and pain He opened up our mind I still can hear him say
All right, a triple shot of covers right there. Let's unwrap the whole package. We started things off with a Black Crows tribute to the year 1972, and that song specifically, The Slider by T-Rex. Really cool job they did on that, in my opinion. And then right there after that, had Matthew Sweet returning to the show. It's been a while for Matthew. So that was a single-only release that he put out. He just kind of threw it out there into the world. And some people might think that that was a very calculating move. And it is, in a sense, to do a Kate Bush cover, especially in this year where she's having a breakout year, thanks to Stranger Things. But apparently it was kind of like that. But at the same time, he was like, I demoed that cover of Wuthering Heights years ago, like a long time ago, and he never finished it. And apparently, like, I guess his wife or something, according to this article I read, I don't have it in front of me, sorry, I can't give credit, but he was basically like, my wife was like, go, go dig that up if you still know where it is, you know, and see what it sounds like. He's like, it was still rough and I hadn't put some extra stuff on it. So he wound up finishing it just for that reason. And so, yeah, that was the song that introduced Kate Bush to the rest of the world, Weathering Heights, in, like, I think the late 70s, 78, 79, something like that. But I really dig that version. Matthew Sweet always does good covers, and he did a great job on that one, in my opinion. And we close things off with something from the latest Bruce Springsteen album. Yeah, you heard right. I have always loved that song, Night Shift. That's an old Commodore song. That was the Commodore's very last number one single. I know that to be true. Because it was the only number one they had without Lionel Richie. And I've always loved the sentiment of that song. I've always known what it was about. You know, just a tribute to some of their best friends that had passed away before their time. But yeah, that song Night Shift, it always gets me. And when I saw that that video for this version by Springsteen popped up, I went and watched it immediately. And I echo the sentiment of someone I saw make a comment about this online. And usually comments are the worst. But I appreciate the sentiment on this because I thought the same thing. When I watched the video for this and go look it up, I was like, I didn't know that Bruce could do this. <laughs> He's been around for 100 years. I've never seen him do something like this. But I love it. I'm here for it. He's doing an all soul and R&B covers album. It's called Only the Strong Survive. And man, this is this prime like my favorite Springsteen record ever. I mean, hell, not to not to discount some of his other records because I do like him and I like the guy on principle. So yeah, you're gonna find that version of Night Shift on there. You're gonna hear him go deep. Like he's he's a fan of this music clearly, or he's got good advisors at the very least. The other song that really stuck out for me was he did a cover of I Forgot to Be Your Lover, which is an old William Bell song off of Stax. And then Billy Idol had a hit with that, like in 86. And he covers it, and he duets with Sam Moore of Sam and Dave. So, man, what a great tie-in to Stax. And, you know, I just loved hearing this record. It's really cool to get these songs out there, hopefully maybe turning it on to a, another type of fan, much like what Soul Station did. Okay, no, not kidding, but kind of kidding. But, yeah, Bruce Springsteen, Only the Strong Survive. Who knew? But, yes, let's finish off the entirety of the odds and ends of 2022 with this double shot. I've been planning this to be the closer ever since I started this four-parter. And of course, you know me to be a big, big, big KISS fan, KISS Army, KISS Navy. There has been a handful of releases out for KISS over the last few years that have been really just finally servicing the hardcore fan. And they've done good hardcore fan service like in the early 90s, especially in mid-90s. But they're really back to the hardcore fans now and, you know, leave it to a pandemic to get them to maybe rethink their thing. But 
man, this off the soundboard series, totally enjoying it. I don't care what they put out. Just keep putting out stuff. I've got my favorites, obviously, that I want to hear, but just let it happen. I'm, I'm happy with it. Even when it's something like the, I'm, something from the Virginia Beach show that I'm going to talk about here in a second, because I'm going to play a song off of that. Uh, the Virginia Beach show had a little bit of controversy involved in it as far as the release goes, because they were like, well, why are they putting that out? There was an instant live for it, so it already exists. Well, I mean, at least they got to turn some of the levels up a little bit and make it sound as good as humanly possible. I didn't understand the argument that someone said this was the first full-length show with the current lineup, so it's a historical show for that reason. Well, that that's true in the sense of you're just talking about America. This was not the first show with the singer-thayer lineup. That would be, I mean, you could talk about this private show they did, uh, which I don't have it in front of me where it was, but it was definitely overseas. But prior to the Rock the Nation tour really kicking off, they did some shows over in Australia, and those were the first shows officially with that lineup. And there's a show, especially in Australia, where the set list is just amazing. They play some killer songs that they never even wound up doing on that tour. And I guess they had them all rehearsed and ready to go. And they were just supposed to be making out the set list on a per night basis. And, you know, the Rock the Nation tour is cool for the reason that it was like the last tour that they really took a chance on set list wise and shuffled things around and went a little non-obvious. Like even just replacing God of Thunder with Unholy was a big deal. But yeah, so for that reason, I think it's cool that they have something from Rock the Nation on the Off the Soundboard series. But yeah, a little lazy considering that there were instant lives of this that we've all been trading for years. But you know, it's whatever. I definitely backed the Tokyo one. I thought that was really cool. And of course, everybody loved the Des Moines one from this year because it's the original lineup. But I wanted to play something off of here just because I really like the performance and I always like playing this song. So, and, and I'll leave the last one as a surprise and then I'll glom about that when we come back from this double shot because I've talked enough. So here is Kiss from the Off the Soundboard series, the Virginia Beach show from 2004. This is She. <laughs> I know she's going 
Closing off the show here today and closing off the odds and ends of 2022, that was Kiss, most specifically Gene Simmons doing most of the stuff on that song. Of course, with the late great Eric Carr on the drums, that was the original demo version of It's My Life, a song that should have always been a Kiss song, would have been a big hit for him in the 80s, never got put on a record because Paul Stanley has always been wrong about that song. I usually don't throw shade at Paul, but I will for that reason. That song wound up being given away to Wendy O. Williams for the WOW record. She had a great performance with it, and it definitely suits her style as well. But yes, song, they've had it since The Elder, and the, the fact that they never used it is just, it doesn't make any kind of sense to me. But I will always play It's My Life if it comes up for any kind of release. I said this back when I did the odds and ends of 2001, when they finally recorded it for possible inclusion on Psycho Circus, and still didn't make the record. What in the actual fuck? But yes, It's My Life, one of the great Lost Kiss songs of all time. That comes off the Creatures of the Night Deluxe Edition box set. Man, oh man, I've talked about the fan service they've been pulling as far as these releases. I mean, it doesn't just go to the actual media, it goes to the merch. You go on their site, you can pretty much buy a shirt for every album they've ever had, and that never used to be a thing. But yes, this Creatures box set, this is everything I ever wanted once I became a real hardcore fan in the early 90s, I guess, is when my hardcore fandom really started to peak. But these are the kind of releases I have always wanted for sure. This Creatures box set is an absolute must if you're any kind of Kiss fan. Like, the Destroyer one was good. It's like I put it like an 8 or an 8.5. This is a 9.5 or 10 on a 10 scale. The Creatures box set is so good. Man, I can't say enough nice things about it. Even just the stuff inside of it, all the inserts, the art prints, the pics, the patch, the posters, it's all there, man. It is great. I mean, of course, the CD version is the only one where you're going to get everything. But do it, man. I got the CD box set, and I got the triple album on blue from the website with the shirt. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, I love me some Creatures of the Night. But man, this is something else. One of the best box sets ever. So yeah. Go get it, is basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> if you're a basic fan, just get like the two-disc CD version. That's totally fine. There's a half-speed master for the one-album version fan. I could recommend that as well, for sure. But yes, get it any way you can. Okay, that's going to do it here. We have wrapped up the odds and ends of 2022. Now it's off to the rest of the race. And I start counting down the best albums of 2022. It's going to be a happening but until then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs, followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at rockstrikes 10 and the direct email is rockstrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rockstrikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening liking, subscribing, and sharing. 
Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.